Welcome to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. My name is Nolan Bicknell. With me, as always, is my co-host, Robert Zirk. On today's show, a wonderful feature on The Women of Note, a local choir whose special performances are bringing Christmas cheer to people living in extended care facilities. Then we'll speak with Sonia Watson, volunteer coordinator at the Christmas Cheer Board, to learn about how they're helping families in need during the holiday season. We'll also speak with Joy Hildebrand, Recreation Services Coordinator at the City of Winnipeg, to talk about the activities available in the latest Leisure Guide. And as always, we'll be speaking with Noah Ehrenberg about This Week in Winnipeg through the lens of Community News Commons, Winnipeg's Citizen Journalism Project. We've got all this, some great tunes, and much, much more on today's episode of River City 360. Good morning and welcome to River City 360. Nolan and Robert here with you this morning. It is our last last full show, last real show of the year. Technically, the next couple of weeks are going to be our year in review where we're going to bring our lis- you, our listeners, uh, some of our favorite stories from 2016. And uh, it's kind of weird looking back on uh, all the interviews we've done, all the stories we've done over the past uh, 52 weeks. It's kind of crazy. Hey, Robert? Yes, so this is our 50th and last episode of the year. Um, And yeah, as you mentioned, we had so many amazing interviews. We spoke with so many people. Also, something to keep in mind is our show was expanded. First, um, we started with a half hour, then we went to 45 minutes, and now we have a full hour. So it's even, even more difficult to pick and choose what yeah. what to put into our year in review uh program but it's going to be a really great episode um a couple of episodes actually so one running december 25th that's our part one part two is happening january 1st perfect way to ring in 2017 it's gonna be and good. then we'll be back with all new episodes of river city 360 the following week that would be january the 8th and, uh, we've, you know, we've been working on a few stories to air in the new year, and we've got some really good ones lined up. I'm not sure we can say too much about them yet, <laughs> but you'll have to stay tuned to River City 360 throughout 2017. It promises to be a very good year for but the show. before we get to 2017, we're still December 2016, and, Absolutely. you know, December is a beautiful time of year, um, but not necessarily everyone can kind of get out to enjoy um, the weather and enjoy just sort of the Christmas spirit. Uh, a local choir, which is called the Women of Note, have taken it upon themselves to sort of take their show on the road and bring their wonderful sort of brand of holiday concert cheer to different extended care facilities here in Winnipeg. So, and they're really bringing joy to those who uh, might not necessarily be able to go out themselves. Uh, Stacy Cardigan Smith has that story coming up after our first mer- musical break. But first, let's rock. Let's uh, let's keep it. Christmassy themed, we've got a Jingle Bell Rock by Bobby Helms right here on River City 360. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock Jingle Bells swing and Jingle Bells ring Snowing and blowing up bushels of fun Now the Jingle Hop has begun Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock Jingle bells chime and jingle bell time Dancing and prancing in jingle bell square In the frosty air What a bright time, it's the right time To rock the night away 
one horse sleigh. Giddy up, jingle horse, pick up your feet. Jingle up around the clock. Mix and a mingle in the jingling feet. That's the jingle bell rock. Welcome back to River City 360. Robert and Nolan here with you this morning. And our very own Stacy Cardigan-Smith has filed a wonderful story about the women of note, including some great audio of their recent performances last weekend. It's a very wonderful story to kick off this holiday episode. So here is that story, Stacy Cardigan-Smith's report on the women of note. Women of Note is a 70-member choir that performs a number of shows throughout the year. For the holidays, they offer Christmas Express concerts at a select number of supportive care facilities in the city. A smaller group of about 40 recently performed at Riverview Health Centre on a chilly Saturday afternoon. Patricia Rabson is the choir's founder and artistic director. One of the important things to the members of the choir is to give what to give back to the community what we get. And, um, and so for the past oh, five or six years, we have started what has now become the Express Program, um, where we um, go out into the community and, and perform small portions of our concerts for people who are mostly um, shut-ins and have no physical way of getting to the concert. The looks on people's faces, they just, they love it, they, they don't know what to expect, you know, we come in here, we're a serious looking choir, and I know that my choir has, a, is very dynamic, and they're all women, and they're all nurturing, and we go out into the audience, and chat with them, and um, perform for them, and sing with them, and it, you can see the joy on their faces. My name is Chris Edwards. I'm a recreation facilitator on the geriatric rehabilitation unit at Riverview Health Center. Christmas time 
is I think one of the first things people think of when they think of Christmas is uh, getting together as a group and you know uh, food and music so when I could get a group together and we can have some nice Christmas music uh, I think you know that's a that's a wonderful Saturday afternoon program uh, getting us together getting us out of our rooms uh, being a bit of a community ourselves here I think is is uh, important It's amazing with music. You can see people, and I'll bring them down, and you can watch. Uh, I'll, I'll get them out of their room, and they're sort of on their own, and they might be tired, and or they might be sort of bored. There's nothing happening, and I come to the room, and I'll say, you know what? There's a choir downstairs, and you'll see them immediately perk up. Say, oh, that sounds great. You bring them down, you watch their head lift, and there's eye contact, and there's foot tapping, and there's hand tapping, and there's, you know, singing along, and they know the words, they all flood back, and you just see all those emotions this uh, seeping out of them, and it's, it's, it's something to see. It's, it's wonderful for me to see that, and, uh, and it's nice for the choir to be able to bring that out of them. Tracy Salagi is a choir member. I joined Women of Note about six years ago, and I was looking for a place to sing because singing makes my heart happy. I found a really uh, comfortable and lovely place to be in Women of Note. I find the repertoire a really good mix between challenging and super enjoyable, and the ladies are a lot of fun. We really, really enjoy spending time together. Part of what makes me happy about music is how it makes other people feel. And even though um, as individuals we might not be able to convey that spirit of unity and that thrill that we get from music as individuals, corporately we can really do a good job of that. And if we can bring that to other people, particularly those who are getting to the place in their life where they're shut in, they don't have a lot of opportunity to get out to hear concerts. And um, But music does something special to us. It soothes us. It uh, re revitalizes us and invigorates us. Run anywhere quite yet because we have to say thank you to you, everybody. So let's thank give you. women of note a round of applause, everybody. Thank you for our audience. Following each performance, Women of Note spends time talking to audience members, and for many, it's a highlight. Artistic Director Patricia Rapson. And the comments that they make afterwards are just, you know, they're just, it just it can make you cry, absolutely make you cry. And so that's why we've sort of been building it, because I think there is a really valuable need. And these people, many of them, were in our shoes 30 years ago and doing this themselves, and, and they deserve to have this kind of opportunity. In February, the full Women of Note Choir will go on a one-day tour of a number of supportive care facilities, including Lions Place, Lions Manor, and the St. James Kiwanis Village. To learn more about Women of Note, 
go to www.womenofnote.ca. Thanks, Stacey. The Women of Note's Express Concerts for those in supportive care facilities are supported by a grant from the Winnipeg Foundation. Coming up after the break, we will learn more about how the Christmas Cheer Board has been helping those in need for nearly a hundred years. But first, staying with the Christmas theme, we've got the Ronettes with Sleigh Ride right here on River City 360. Welcome back to River City 360. Robert and Nolan here with you this morning. The Winnipeg Foundation's Employee Charitable Contribution Committee, or ECCC, organizes team activities throughout the year. And most recently, we went to the Christmas Cheer Board to help pack 375 hampers that'll be distributed to local families over the holiday season. While we were there, I had the chance to speak to Sonia Watson, volunteer coordinator at the Christmas Cheer Board, to find out more about the organization, which has been operating in Winnipeg since 1919. 
It got started actually when churches were doing individual hampers and decided to coordinate efforts and try and serve a larger population of folks and cover the city. And we've moved right to being a, a private nonprofit uh, organization with, oh, over somewhere between 500 and 600 volunteers on the floor and probably 5,000 folks in the city helping in some way, whether it's delivering hampers or doing events or fundraising. It's quite marvelous. Over the last two years, around 18,500 people received hampers from the Christmas cheer board. I asked Sonia what sorts of food might go into a typical hamper. We're looking generally at cans and dried goods, depending on the size of the family. Well, we go right from individuals to very, very large families. Fairly standard stuff, you know, cereal, sugar, craft dinner, cans of beans, and so on. We do have a list because there are also people who sponsor families through our Feed a Family program. And so they actually have a very itemized list. The Christmas Cheer Board operates seasonally, with most of its activity taking place two months out of the year. We're only open, we exist November and December, and we have a number of our hundreds of volunteers that go south in the winter. Uh, We have some snowbirds available. We we try and gear up kind of mid-October, just looking at what the needs are going to be for November. But basically in terms of being in touch with us, we're a, a very quick organization, like here at the warehouse, the Halloween store was here till mid-November and we moved in November 1st as well so we were kind of coming in as they were leaving and it's a two-month intense operation. Volunteers are crucial to the work of the Christmas cheer board and early November is typically when most people get involved but even in these last couple of weeks of the year there's still a way that you can help. Our pressing need now is for people to deliver hampers. And it's, it's very easy. They just come at their convenience between 9 in the morning and 9 at night, Mondays through Fridays, till the 23rd of December. Or uh, we're also open the two weekends in between as well, 9 to 5. And so they just show up with a driver's license, which we record. We set them up, and out they go to deliver five or six hampers. It's, it's a, a lovely, concrete way of helping. And as Sonia mentions, the work of the Christmas cheer board wouldn't be possible with without the generosity of Winnipeggers. You know, we have small children um, picking up craft dinner or a little toy for a child, bringing it in with a parent or grandparent to the warehouse. Safeway and Sobeys also has bins in their stores all across the city for donations of food and or gifts. Monetary donations, since we do rely on the community for a, a good half of our budget, monetary donations are also very welcome. And that can be done in person at the warehouse at 1395 uh, Ellis. And we're very appreciative as well. Thank you very much to Sonia Watson, volunteer coordinator at the Christmas Cheer Board, for taking the time to speak with us today. If you'd like to hear more information to volunteer as a driver to deliver hampers, or if you'd like to make a donation, you can find all that information on their website at christmascheerboard.ca. Thanks, Robert. Coming up after the break, we're going to learn about the wide range of activities that are published in the City of Winnipeg's Leisure Guide that you can take part of, take part in throughout the winter. But first, here's Platters with Embraceable You, right here on River City 360. Embrace me. Embrace me. Embraceable you Embrace me 
to River City 360. Robert and Nolan here with you this morning, and we are now joined via telephone by Joy Hildebrand. She is the Recreation Coordinator for the Community Services Department at the City of Winnipeg. Joy, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. So first of all, tell us a little bit about the Leisure Guide and what kinds of programming that the City offers via the Leisure Guide. The Leisure Guide is our City of Winnipeg promotional tool to advertise all of our recreation programs. There are lots of great activities that are offered at locations throughout the city of Winnipeg. And our activities are available for individuals of all ages from preschool to older active. A very, very large variety of opportunities for everybody. So the Leisure Guide has been offered for many, many years now. How many times does the Leisure Guide get printed each year? The Leisure Guide, we have uh, three sessions uh, that you can register. And uh, so... We are starting in 2017, our winter guide. We then have a spring-summer guide and a fall guide. Which programs tend to be some of the most popular and tend to fill up quickly? Yeah, some of the, well, of course, are swimming, and it has its own day for registration. Uh, Learn to Swim is, is always, you know, it's been around, and, and the city of Winnipeg is known for that program. So it, it does fill up very quickly, our Learn to Skate uh, you know, our Learn Tos are very popular, and uh, we, you know, offer a wide variety of programs for children right through to adults in both those areas. Um, but a lot of our other programs, too, are, are dance and um, soccer programs for preschool and children, and a lot of our dance programs for adults as well fill up, and cooking programs, too. There are a lot of new programs uh, that are always being added to the Leisure Guide. Yeah. Tell us about some of the newer programs that, you know, a lot of people have have seen the Leisure Guide before, but maybe if they haven't checked out the Leisure Guide in the past year or so, what are some of the programs that people might be pleasantly surprised to discover that are available? And that's the great thing about our Leisure Guide is there are some programs that are offered um, every session uh, for many years because they are extremely popular and uh, people continue to register for them. 
but our guide also does change uh, you know we, where we are adding new programs each session so for this session we do have confidence building martial arts at one of our locations that's new and that's uh, for children we have family paint parties and kids paint parties and those are brand new uh, it's kind of a trend that's been out there uh, another one that's new is a uh, newborn moccasin making so it's one of our indigenous based programs and that's new for this uh, winter 2017. People can find the uh, Leisure Guide online at the City of Winnipeg website, but if people want a hard copy of the Leisure Guide, where can they go to find it? Hard copies can be picked up at any civic indoor pools, libraries, and leisure centres, as well at retail locations including Safeway, 7-Eleven, and Max. That's great, and people will recognize the most recent uh, Leisure Guide by the cover photo, which actually has a photo from the Winnipeg Foundation on a story that uh, we did about the Grandma and Grandpa Swim program. Yes, that's for sure. It's it's a great great photo and a great program. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. When does registration open for the next round of Leisure Guide programs, and how can people go about registering if they're interested? Registration can take place three ways. Online, uh, which is uh, by going to winnipeg.ca slash leisureonline. And uh, it's important that you do log into your account before you go to register to ensure that you have um, uh, your uh, password to do that. Another way to do it is by calling 311, or you can do it in person at various locations throughout the city. Our Elmwood Kildonan Pool, 909 Concordia, North Centennial Recreation Leisure Center at 90 Sinclair, Pan Am Pool at 25 Poseidon Bay, St. James' Cinnaboya Centennial Pool at 644 Parkdale Street or the Transcona Centennial Pool at 1101 Wabasha Street. Perfect. Thank you again so much, Joy, for speaking with us about the Leisure Guide. And for all of our listeners out there, if you'd like to learn more about the Leisure Guide or register for any of the programs, as we mentioned, you can pick up a copy of the Leisure Guide at various locations throughout Winnipeg or visit winnipeg.ca to register online. Joy, thank you again so much for speaking with us today. Thank you, Robert. Have a great day. Thanks, Robert. And now the next segment in our series, Promising Projects, where we are going to hear from members of the community grants team at the Winnipeg Foundation. They've been telling us about some of their favorite upcoming projects and the charitable organizations that are doing amazing work in Winnipeg. Today, we're going to be hearing from Megan Tate. She's the director of community grants at the Winnipeg Foundation. She's going to be telling us about a project that she's decided to shine some light on this year. So without further ado, here's the next installment in our Promising Projects series right here on River City 360. So my name is Megan Tate. I'm the Director of Community Grants here at the Winnipeg Foundation. Um, The project I'd like to talk about today um, is a grant that we made to the Canadian Muslim Women's Institute. It was a relatively modest grant. It was $100 that we gave to them uh, to be able to provide halal items for their food bank. Um, The reason we were able to make the grant is because back when many of the Syrian refugees uh, started arriving in Winnipeg, the Winnipeg Foundation established something called the Welcome to Winnipeg Fund, and it was an opportunity for everyday Winnipeggers to give to support some of the needs of the new Syrian families. 
Um, it's a flow-through fund, so when someone makes a gift to that fund, we can turn it around and, and um, earmark it where it's most needed in the community. Um, so the reason we selected the Canadian Muslim Women's Institute is because they're one of the frontline organizations that are really providing valuable services um, to the Syrian families. Um, and they're, um, the location that Winnipeg Harvest has identified um, as a food bank place that offers halal items that are specifically meet the dietary and cultural needs of our newest uh, neighbours from, from Syria. So I chose to talk about that grant, which again compared to many of the grants that we do is a relatively modest grant, um, but I think it shows that it's not, we always say it's not the size of the gift that's important, but the giving that matters, and in that case $100 will actually go a long way in terms of providing halal food items. Um, of course, the Winnipeg Foundation does very large grants um, as well for, for projects that have meaningful significance for the community and so I think it's important um, for us to be able to talk about both ends of the spectrum when we talk about grant making at the Winnipeg Foundation. I was really happy to be able to, to support that project. Thank you very much to Megan Tate, Director of Community Grants at the Winnipeg Foundation. And if you'd like to learn more about any of the Winnipeg Foundation's recent grants, you can find those online at the address wpgfdn.org. Coming up after the break, Noah Ehrenberg is on his way into the studio. This week we're going to be talking about what makes Community News Commons the fantastic citizen journalism project that it is, and that's in large part due to the citizen journalists themselves. So we're going to hear all about the work that they've been doing on CNC. Stay tuned for more. But before Noah gets in, we've got Hot Diggity by Perry Como right here on River City 360. Oh, hot diggity, dog diggity, boom, what you do to me? It's so new to me. What you do to me? Hot diggity, dog diggity, boom, what you do to me? dreamed anybody could kiss that away bring me bliss that away what a kiss that away what a wonderful feeling to feel that away tell me where have you been all my life oh hot ziggity dog ziggity boom what you do to me it's so new to me what you do to me hot diggity dog ziggity boom what you do to me when you're holding me tight knew that my heart could go zing that away, tingling that away, make me sing that away, said goodbye to my troubles, they went that away, ever since you came into my life. Oh, hot diggity dog diggity boom, what you do to me, it's so new to me, what you do to me, hot diggity dog diggity boom, what you do to me, when you're holding me tight. For two that away, skies are blue that away, dreams come true that away. If you say I can share it with you that away, I'll be happy the rest of my life. Oh, hot diggity dog, diggity boom, what you do to me? It's so new to me. What you do to me, hot diggity 
Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan and Robert here with you this morning, and we're now joined in studio by Noah Ehrenberg. He joins us almost every week to tell us about Community News Commons. He's the convener of Community News Commons, Winnipeg's Citizen Journalism Project. Noah, thank you for joining us. It's great to be here. Thanks for uh, inviting me. No problem. So it's kind of the year in review here at River City 360. Next week on the show, we're going to have our... uh we're going to count down the top stories throughout the year. And I'll be listening. Thank you for tuning in <laughs> in advance. Uh, and this week I wanted to kind of talk about CNC in a different light. Sort of, I want to talk about the, the fuel that drives the engine that is CNC. And that's kind of the, the citizen journalists themselves. Exactly. So maybe tell me a little bit about some of the citizen journalists that have, that have contributed this year in 2016. And tell me a little bit about their stories, their writing styles. And then we can sort of give our listeners a little, a little bit of a taste of what type of writer there is at CNC. Because because anyone can really write for CNC. It's a citizen journalism project. And, and just tell, tell us a little bit about uh, the different types of writers that, that write for CNC. For sure. You know, when, when I started five years ago as a convener of uh, Community News Commons, I was kind of focused on the journalism, I must admit. Right. Like, you know, it was basically that's what it was all about in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really think about the community that was going to participate, or at least I couldn't imagine what it was going to be like. And then really what's happened five years later is that we have this amazing community. You've developed a community. Exactly. Yeah. And it's a, it's fun. It's exciting. We get together on a regular basis. In fact, we're going to start our monthly meetings uh, every uh, last Thursday of every month starting in January. That's brilliant. And um, and really, it has attracted a wide variety, a huge, uh, hugely diverse uh, group of people from Winnipeg that really write about a whole bunch of different things. So when I, when I ask you who's the first person that pops into your mind as someone who kind of contributes to CNC and sort of makes it what it is well i'll give you an example i'll i'll use the example of ann haw okay so ann just joined community news commons about a year ago okay and within that time ann has written almost i think almost 40 stories and uh one of the things i really like about what ann does is that she goes into the community she finds really interesting things and then she has this really interesting writing style of uh of unpacking what is going on in our community and um these sort of little vignettes of of mm-hmm. things that uh, that we may not necessarily notice on an everyday basis but she notices and um and she's a terrific writer you know for somebody who's not a professional writer ann is a great writer and one of the things is that ann will send me a draft of a story and i'll look at it and I'll say, you know what, and you can do better. And I'll send it right. back to her, and she'll actually do a way lot better than than uh, than what uh, what she came out with in the first place. And so she's written things like when the when the Goodwill um, uh, Industries, uh, the secondhand store, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. seventy five years old this year. Uh, she wrote a terrific story about that, and uh, because there was a lot of uh, sort of controversy with the other Goodwill Industries in Ontario, the or yeah, that were yeah, going bankrupt, right. and and um, just recently she wrote about the uh, the stuffed bears over at yeah. the Millennium Library Very cool. that um, that are, uh, 
you know, on display there, and that uh, that's where uh, yesterday the um, one of the principal dancers from the Nutcracker Ballet and right. uh, the Bear Filbert, that's a star in that ballet, is uh, read a poem uh, read from the Nutcracker story. Cool. So um, it was, uh, you know, and uh, I, I give you that as an example because she joined, she started writing. She's a really great writer, and now she's even better. Right. And so not just her writing skill, but her nose for news, as you might Interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, writing 40 stories throughout the year and corresponding with you, a professional journalist for a couple decades now, has got to obviously going to improve someone's writing, improve someone's nose for journalism, improve sort of how they see the world through a journalistic lens and through a community sort of exactly. citizen journalistic Exactly. Yeah. So, so what I would encourage our listeners to do is that go to communitynewscommons.org uh, search, uh, we have a search engine there, search Anha, A-N-N-E-H-A-W-E, and you'll see all, all, stories. all the stories that have come up. Cool. The same thing goes with Doug Kretschmer. You know, he does a lot of reviews, mm-hmm. he does Fo- a lot of photography, photos, yeah. um, and um, he's got uh, a couple of reviews coming up this week. Um, you know, a terrific, uh, a terrific writer who has improved uh, incredibly over the course of the last two years, and he's written well over 100 stories. Um, someone like Ann Martin, who is also known as Ticket Monster, speaking oh, yeah. of uh, reviews, she does a lot of reviews, and I would encourage you to, to search out her name. Shirley Kowalczyk was over at City Hall this past week uh, looking at the budget, um, and um, she had some, you know, she's, she's also a terrific writer. And... Um, I think it's really admirable for somebody who is not a a professional journalist to go out and cover something like City Hall, uh, you know, as a regular citizen. That can be pretty daunting and and a little bit scary probably too, so. That's right. And so I helped Shirley in terms of, you know, navigating her way through the, you know, City Hall and the different stories that are there or other stories that she may be doing. Uh, Same with Deanna Ng. Um, Mm -hmm. She's a friend of the show. She's been on River City 360 before. That's right. So if you search out her name, her last name is NG and um, uh, first name is Deanna. And uh, she just did a piece on minimum income, and it was a very well-researched piece on whether or not Manitoba could afford something like a minimum income. Uh, That would be something that would basically allow people to – this would allow people to uh, have a minimum income uh, so that they don't have to be on welfare. They don't have to be on employment uh, uh, insurance assistance and those types of things. Very interesting. By by the sounds of it. It seems like the strength in this project is the diversity of perspective. Exactly. You know, you have so many different people from so many different walks of life. It's not just your typical, um, you know, college or university educated writers who are, who, are, who are funneling the news to you. It's literally just people that you know in your communities writing stories that matter to them. Exactly. And they're getting help, uh, free help, that mm-hmm. is, from myself, free editorial assistance. And that, I think, is That's really... invaluable, really. Yeah, it really, what it does is it builds their capacity as communicators, and then it also allows us to see our city and the different people in our city and different events from the perspective, as you say, you know, of these different uh, diverse uh, group yeah. of people in our in our community. It's very cool. So I'd like to, again, echo Noah's sentiment and go to cncwpg.org. And, you know, once you discover some of these writers, Deanna or Anne or Doug or anyone, then you can follow their work and you can see, you can go along with them and see what stories. If you find a writer that you enjoy, find a, find a journalist that you enjoy their writing style, then you can follow their work on CNC on communitynewscommons.org. And the other thing you can do is if you want to be part of the action, just uh, click on the red 
register button, which is on the top right-hand corner of the main page there. Uh, you can also click on the Become a Citizen Reporter button. Uh, both of those will take you to the same place. It takes you two minutes to register. It gives you a byline, and away you go. You can start telling multimedia stories, and you can contact me uh, if you need any help throughout, and then I, I basically help you publish. It's a very safe place, a very encouraging place to practice your skill as a citizen, online citizen journalist. Absolutely. So, Noah, thank you very much for taking the time to talk with us today, and uh, good luck with CNC in 2017. I wish you all the best um coming up next we've got a song that you know have brought in for us it's uh, snowshoes and caribou racks by quinton blair local music right here on river city 360 shut the door ain't exactly airtight it's cold in here, drop a match Into the old colony of Mennonite Man, the weather sure turned fast We're here in these poplar woods I'm easy to find Can't get far enough away From the life that's on my mind Still I wonder where that trail leads The wood pops as the fire catches Warms the air at last Alone in a cabin With snowshoes and caribou Like stories on a wall All the folks could have been here I wish I could see them all I sit and listen to the stories they tell to me Kerosene lamps Light the way at night Or a candle keeps you close In the soft moonlight Mind the chill, there's always the bare skin The wood pops as the fire catches It warms the air at last Alone in the cabin With snowshoes and caribou Caribou Rags 
Thank you, Noah and Nolan. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll have more views and news from around Winnipeg for you just after this quick musical break. How about Jerry Vale with a question that some of us might have been asking given this cold weather that we've had recently. Do you know the way to San Jose? Right here on River City 360. San Jose, I've been away so long I may go wrong and lose my way Do you know the way to San Jose? I'm going back to find some peace of mind in San Jose LA is a great big freeway Put a hundred down and buy a car In a week, maybe two, they'll make you a star Weeks turn into years, how quick they pass the stars that never were are parking cars and pumping gas you can really breathe in san jose they've got a lot of space there'll be a place where i can stay i was born and raised in san jose i'm going back to find some peace of mind in san jose fame and fortune is a magnet it can pull you far away from with a dream in your heart, you're never alone. Dreams turn into dust and blow away. And there you are, without a friend. You pack your car and ride away. stars that never were are parking cars and pumping gas I've got lots of friends in San Jose Do you know the way to San Jose? Welcome back to River City 360. Robert and Nolan here with you this morning. And every year around this time, we invite Winnipeggers to share with us what giving means to them and how giving impacts our city and our province. For the past two years, we've had segments from various Winnipeggers from all walks of life who have shared with us their answers and thoughts about giving. And we're excited to have a few more of those for you this year. So here is Mary Williams, the Executive Director of the Anxiety Disorders Association of Manitoba, to share her thoughts on giving. We recently had her on the program, and when we spoke with her, she shared her thoughts about what giving means to her. My name is Mary Williams, and I'm the Executive Director of the Anxiety Disorders Association of Manitoba, also known as ADAM. Giving is a life choice. It is something that I believe is 
really fundamental and central to who we are as people and who we are as citizens of the city and the community where we live. It not only makes a huge difference to whomever we are giving to, it makes a huge difference to us and to the sense of connection, belonging, integrity, care and compassion that we experience when we give. And when we give sensitively and thoughtfully throughout the year to people and to organizations and causes that we care about, it makes a difference not only to those, but I think that it changes who we are. It changes us and it becomes part of our identity and part of our motivation and purpose and value. I think that giving is part of being human and extremely, extremely important. Without the generosity of people in Winnipeg and throughout the province of Manitoba, many, many, many organizations would have great difficulty in providing the very important services that are available to people who are in need of those services. We know that the people in Winnipeg and Manitoba are generous. We also know that there is a very great need in our province in a number of different areas. And so giving is very important to not just the social fabric and the social well-being of our city and our province, but to the economy as well. And I think that at this time of year in particular, People are really thinking a lot about giving, and I encourage that, but I'd really like to encourage people to think about giving generously throughout the year. Thank you to Mary Williams, the Executive Director of the Anxiety Disorders Association of Manitoba, for sharing your thoughts on giving with us. And now we'd like to turn it over to you, Winnipeg. What does giving mean to you personally? How does giving impact our city and our province? How do you give back, and how does it make you feel to give back? We want to hear your responses, so give us a call on our listener line. Our number is 204-944-9474, extension 360. Just leave us a message. It's open 24-7, so no matter when you're listening, you can give us a call and share your thoughts about giving, and we'll play that back on the show next week on our 2016 Year in Review special. So again... Give us a call. Our number is 204-944-9474, extension 360. And we'll repeat that number at the end of the program. We've got time for another song, so in keeping with the theme of giving, how about George Harrison with Give Me Love, Give Me Peace on Earth, right here on River City 360. Keep me 
Welcome back to River City 360. Robert and Nolan here with you this morning. We've got time for one more song before we say goodbye for today. How about Petula Clark with Don't Give Up right here on River City 360. That's a wrap on this week's episode of River City 360. Thank you so much for listening, and a huge thank you to all of our guests for speaking with us today and for all of our guests for talking to us throughout 2016. 
If you'd like to hear more views and news from around Winnipeg, listen to any of our past episodes, or subscribe to our podcast, you can visit us online. The address is rivercity360.org. Again, that's rivercity360.org. River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg, is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with CJNU 93.7 FM. And we would love to hear your feedback about any of the programs that you've heard, either whether it's this program or any of them in our second season. We're about to launch our third season. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. Give us a call. Our number is 204-944-9474, extension 360. You can, again, leave us a comment about the show. You can also request a song if you'd like, or suggest a topic that you'd like to hear covered in Season 3. Again, that number is 204-944-9474, extension 360. You can also find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching at RiverCity360 on Twitter and RiverCity360 on Facebook as well. I'm Nolan Bicknell signing off for River City 360. And I'm Robert Zirk. Thank you again so much for listening, and we'll see you next week for part one of the River City 360 2016 Year in Review. Have a great Sunday. Yeah.